Well, Ulysses, that's more like it. That's what the Rays should do to the lowly Cincinnati Reds. 10-0 obliteration. That's what we like. That's what we like, but there were some bad news today as well, so let's talk about it right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure you check out and subscribe to that YouTube channel of ours at Locked On Rays, as well as all of the other traditional podcasting platforms. We're also on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Rays, and you can email us anytime. The mailbag is getting full. At some point, we got to empty it, unload it. Uh, that will happen at some point, LockdownRays at gmail.com. Well, the Rays made up for yesterday's or Monday night's clunker, uh, levying a clunker against the Reds, but the good kind where the Rays uh, win 10 nothing and shut out the opposition. Um, lots of nice things and sort of what you would expect against a uh, bad Reds team. But from Taj Bradley to Taylor Walls becoming Superman to Randy Rosarena to Yandy Diaz, a lot of fun to go around in this game before. I think there were like, uh, I checked the attendance. It was like 87 fans, something like that anyway. And and some Oof. cheering for the race. Oof. Oh, man. Coming out hot, Kevin Weiss is. Uh, it's yeah, so bad. It is so bad. According to Mark Topkin, there were more than 11,000 there. All right. So uh, as we know from our friend of the pod, David Sampson, uh, th those numbers are always kind of inflated. Yeah, that's like um, a Scrivener's air. <laughs> exactly. Mean. So... So you, you can take that with a grain of salt. But uh, this game, man, although the, I mean, the offense was terrific, there are two main players at this, and it's Taz Bradley and Taylor Walls. I mean, th this honestly could be named the Taylor Walls game, right? Yeah. I mean, this is his career game. You have to think. I mean, you not only go deep twice, but from two different sides of the plate, first as a righty, then as a lefty, and you also get a two RBI triple to boot. Yeah. I mean, just a tremendous game. And he had a couple nice plays on the field too. I mean, he, I, I put on. Did you ever watch um, Infinity War or Endgame uh, with the Avengers? No idea what any of that. You might as well be speaking Mandarin to me because I don't know what you're talking about. Fair enough. Well, you know, there's there's a scene where there's a, a Hawkeye says, don't give me hope. I tweeted that out to Walls because I don't want him to give me hope, man. I don't want Taylor Walls to give me hope and then become the 65 WRC plus guy that he showed la last year. Don't give me hope, Taylor, because if I start buying stock, I don't want to be left with holding you know 75 wrc plus by the end of the year look uh, is he going to stay this hot the entirety of the season no just no. like many of these rays offensive players this is not sustainable this is not going to be kept up but what he did was extremely extremely impressive yes even though it was against a bad reds team 
But Nick Lodolo, I actually had higher expectations for him than just pitching batting practice. I guess maybe it was yeah. just one of those nights where he just didn't have it all there. I mean, from the, the video and analytics, I thought he would dial it up 95, 96. It seemed more 92, 93. But um, with Taylor Walls, I mean, the big bugaboo with him previously, correct me if I'm wrong here, Ulysses, was he could work in at bat. Uh and he had a good eye and had a good understanding of the strike zone, all that. But the issue was when a pitch was extremely hittable in his wheelhouse, he would either foul it off or hit a weak ball or a dribbler. He wouldn't capitalize on a pitch that he could drive. And now we're starting to see that this year anyway. So, far. yeah. And, and again, you're definitely right. You know, the offense is not going to be this way all the time. Although I do like it that they're like this against teams like the Reds and Tigers and Oakland and, and the Nationals. Not playing um, down to the competition. Not playing down to the competition, which has gotten them into trouble uh, in the past. Now, again, if Taylor Walls was a 65 WRC plus and I just it, – it, it, that can't play. I don't care – if you're, you know, the best, if you're Nolan Arenado and you're giving me tremendous defense or Machado and fine, but not a 65 WRC plus, but, right. but Kevin, I'm not asking him to be a two homer a day kind of guy. If Taylor Walls is 85 to 90 WRC plus, I buy, yes. I buy because the, the glove plays, especially if the people around him are providing offense. Uh, so let's see if that is something that we can track this year is the offensive evolution of Taylor Walls. I know that a lot of people have soured on him and, you know, they've got some merit to do so. I mean, when, when again, you, you post that low of an offensive production, people have a leg to stand on. But if he's able to kind of grow from that, and become again 85 to 90 WRC plus kind of guy. Man, I I I don't think that that's a tradable guy right now. Yeah, absolutely not. You got to keep him on the roster. We've got more to discuss about this game and the unfortunate news that we learned with Jeffrey Springs, but first, we have to tell you something very important. For a championship team, hopefully like the Rays, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect it's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head over to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, Confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's super easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So we mentioned Taylor Walls and his offensive outburst really was an outburst offensively for the Rays as a whole. 17 hits. Gotta love that, of course, with the uh, 10 runs as well. But Yandy Diaz from the top of the order. Yandy, uh, I've got a little prop bet action for you. Over under... 19 and a half home runs for Yandy Diaz this season. He hit his fifth of the year 
in the second inning off Nick Lodolo with two on and two out. I think I'm answering this question right now. If you're watching on YouTube and hitting that subscribe button and hitting that like button, you know already my answer. And that answer is 20. I think he can do it, man. I think I think he's he's discovered something. And by discovering something, getting ahead of uh, getting ahead of the ball, um, maybe the, the change of approach with Chad Matola of of yeah. which pitches to 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 really go for the damage. It can be a combination of factors, but it's working right now. And he hasn't really let up since the beginning. That's five, if I'm not mistaken, right? Five home runs already? Five home runs already and showing that pull power and, and no gimmies either. I mean, these are no. 400, 410, 440 feet shot. And we've, for years, the, the thing with Yandi was launch angle, launch angle, launch angle. Well, he certainly uncovered it because I looked up on Savant and his launch angle is basically double what it's been for his entire career, like 16 and a half degrees this year compared to, you know, seven, eight, nine degrees in previous years. Today's was his longest home run by Statcast at 440. Yeah. Uh, he, I mean, he's, he's uncorked it and. And he's not sacrificing his approach at the plate. Still the, the walk rate and the strikeout rate is dead. Even it's in line with what you would expect from Yandy Diaz, more or less. And again, how many games have, have the Rays played already? 17 or 18? 18, right? Yeah, uh, 18, I believe. Right, because they're 15 and 3? Man, in 18 games, this guy has five bombs. Again, again, to extrapolate would be to do a disservice to their final line. Uh, but you, it can make you start to kind of smile if you're a Rays fan and you go, wait, we can have a guy that his strikeout to walk ratio is pretty even, which is unheard of, and then jack it 20 times? What? That's ridiculous. And and again, he's built like a guy that you would think would have Brandon Lau power numbers in statistics. And maybe we're starting to see that unpacked a little bit. Maybe it has to do with settling in, being willing to to try and alter his approach with the multi-year contract that he can just settle in. Okay. I'll, I'll listen to the coaching staff and, and see what mm-hmm. I can take and, and try something different. I mean, you're already a yeah. great player and just uh, add a little another tool to your tool, toolbox there. But uh, also with Yandi, I think, I mean, is he not playing more first base this year compared to prior years? So maybe yeah. that also, again, just uh, I would think just deducing that first base is a little bit easier to hold and handle than third base and maybe that um, allows him to settle in you know three four at bats a game whatever it may be just some observations there so the offense certainly tremendous Taj Bradley tremendous in his second big league start and with the terrible news with Jeffrey Springs not to mention Zach Eflin and uh, Tyler Glass now I mean we we talked about it you know everybody's oh man look at the Rays one through five and it, and it was great going into the season. But when you think you have enough pitching, when you think you have enough starting pitching, go out and get some more. Go out and look for some more. Always be looking. And that might be the case for the Rays. They might be looking for a veteran off the scrap heap. But I would imagine, just based off of what Taj Bradley did today and the injury situation with the Rays, that he's got to be here to stay at least for some marker of time, right? 
Right, right now he is the best option. Again, he went five and a third, three hits allowed, only one walk, nine punches on eighty-four pitches. Man, he was yeah. looking crisp. He he looks confident. Uh, I mean, the the stuff is working, and I I like that he did it with Mejia behind the plate. We were talking like, oh, maybe Bethancourt is going to be behind the plate for this game. Nope, it was Mejia, and he worked well with him too. That I like. I like that he can uh, he can have a good rapport with both uh, catchers. Of course, being the Rays, you can't really have a particular catcher. You know that's not you know the Rays way. I mean, so if you're an, a, um, a a veteran like Zunino, maybe you get that rep with with yeah. one of the starters. But um, that's not going to be the case with Mejia and Bethancourt. So it was nice to see him working with the other catcher and still getting really good results. He does not look his age again. I know it's the Reds uh, lineup, and it's not the New York Yankees, but they're still major league guys, and they just put up eight runs uh, last night. So it's not like they can't, you know, have an offense that that explodes right. here and there. So no, it was great to see. And I know you're talking about like you know getting a veteran off the scrap heap. That could potentially be a an avenue they they go to. But honestly, Yanni Torinos is right there, and uh, Venezuelan bump and all. I know the numbers in AAA were not good, like at all. He's dominated in MLB yeah. two times in a row. So again, there's something about Yogi Berra's, you know, famous line of ninety um, percent of the game is mental and the other half is, you know, physical. Whatever, however right. the, the the phrase goes. Dude, when you've already been in MLB and and you come back from Tommy John and and you fought for a spot and now they put you in AAA, you might not be at your best like mentally of like, you know, with the buses and all that. Like that's not that's not really It's kind of beneath you at that point. And and who knows, maybe he was just working on a couple of things and didn't really care at the end of the day where you're ready for that next level of intensity at, at the big league level. And and I think that um, I, I agree with you. I think Yanni's probably, you know, next in line there. But if somebody else goes down, who do you trust after that? Is it is it Luis Patini or do you have to get creative or, or maybe stretch somebody else out? But I think with with the work that Yanni Trinos is getting, I, I think that the Rays are are slowly but surely trying to build him up to a, a quasi starter role. So I think that if you're a Rays fan, you should have some solace and some confidence that he can step up and and handle things if need be but yeah Todd Bradley um again just like with every other player you've you you've handled the competition thus far I believe his next start would be against the Astros I really want to see how that goes a, a legit contender very tough competition there and just in general I want to see how he recovers and handles himself after uh, a legit test of adversity. How do you perform the next outing or the next inning after you give up three runs in an inning? How do you handle that? Are, yeah. are you up for the task going forward or do you get deflated by that? Um, so that's going to be something that I watch out for, but I something tells me that Taj Bradley, this is, the year of Taj Bradley. This is uh, with with what we learned about Jeffrey Springs, unfortunately, having to undergo Tommy John surgery. Um, I would think that Taj Bradley is going to get innings aplenty 
this year for the race. I mean, I I would I'm already penciling him in for triple digits this year. Whoo, that would be yep. exciting. Um, exciting because you want to see Tash Bradley and what he can do at the major league level, but also disappointing because that was probably not in you know plan no. A to to have him do that. But I mean, again, nor was it in plan A for the the Rays to lose three fifths of their starting rotation two weeks in. True, but again, let's. I think we need to hold off on the panic button here because yes, Tyler Glasnow is missing, but he should be coming back in a month. Uh, yes, Zach Eflin has been missing, but he really only missed like two point five starts, and he'll be back on Sunday. So those two guys, like, yeah, they've been missing in action, but it'll be okay, ultimately, if they don't get hurt again. The Jeffrey Springs news of of having to undergo Tommy John, which means no 2023 ball anymore, and 2024 chopped. That sucks. That's what really sucks. That's that's, – we did not see that coming, especially how well he was pitching – and he was actually garnering some really good reputation, you know, outside of the Tampa Bay region. You know, people were starting to 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 name him as a as that next underrated pitcher that you didn't know about, but you should know about. Yeah, and we'll discuss more of that. I hate to be the uh, the break uh, commercial Gestapo, but uh, Ulysses, we got to tell the audience something very important before we continue on the Jeffrey Springs discussion. Well, I mean, if you're a race fan and now you're wondering, well, what should we do with Johnny Chirinos? Uh, Jeffrey Springs goes out. Well, how do I do I go out to free agency? If you're thinking like that, well, I have the game just for you because Pro Baseball GM does that exactly. So that's what you need to do is download Pro Baseball GM immediately in this game. It allows you to manage every strategic aspect of a franchise. You can hire the right coaches and staff. You can scout and draft players. You can navigate through free agency and all the ups and downs of a season. It is a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free and playable offline, so you can play on the go as you want, when you want to. Locked on race listeners, listen up. You get a 100% free boost to your franchise when you use the promo code locked on, that's L O C K E D O N in the game store. So make sure to check that out. To download the game, just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code, or guess what? It's 2023. You can look it up on your app store much faster. So, Ultimate Baseball GM, start your dynasty today. Ranking one through 10. Kevin Weiss, how worried does the Jeffrey Springs, Tommy John news hit you? One through 10. 10 being, oh my goodness, season over. One is, uh, who's Jeffrey Springs? Yeah, good question. Um, First off, again, feel bad for Jeffrey Springs, um, but I hate to say I told you so and and threw a a little warning preseason, but when you have a guy like that who had never been earmarked for that amount of innings and to throw that amount of innings, same thing with Drew Rasmussen, same thing with Shane McClanahan, you never know when an arm is going to become unhinged. So, again, I feel bad for Jeffrey Springs. 
On the other side of that, I'm also very glad that he signed that multi-year long-term contract <laughs> extension because he's got his money now. It's solidified. Taj Bradley, that's a little tip to you. Shane McClanahan, that's a little tip to you. Drew Rasmussen, it's a little tip to you too. Um, because I I think Jeffrey Springs will return and, and be an effective pitcher. Will he be as effective as he has been that we've seen? We can't answer that. You just never know what can happen, especially as a pitcher. You never know um, if you're ever going to become your normal self. But as far as the uh, level of concern, um, now, what are we talking about? Like the Rays' ability to make the playoffs, the ability to contend for a championship. Um, before before the, Je the Jeffrey Springs news came out, right? Okay. And you and you already knew, oh, Zach Eflin's going to come out on Sunday, and, and Jeffrey Springs is, is pitching well. He hasn't gotten hurt yet. He's pitching well. What were the expectations of that, what, 12-0 and 0 team, 13-0? You were already thinking not only playoffs, but a deep run. Am I correct? Well, I, I was thinking, and maybe still am thinking, upwards of 100 wins. Uh, but that can also mean a quick exit from the playoffs as well, because the playoffs very often can be a crapshoot. Um, I would say, just based off what you said with Eflin and the confidence of Glass now getting getting back and we're seeing Yanni Torino's find himself and Taj Bradley coming into his own um, and never, uh, never discount the creativity and originality of the race. I would say about a six. Um, okay. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I, I think they've built up a really good cushion thus far. Um, yes. So yes, I don't have. think this necessarily, it, it no, it, it doesn't, you know, totally, completely, utterly break them. Um, now if you said, if, if we're swapping the names, Shane McClanahan for Jeffrey Springs, that's a different level, even though Jeffrey Springs, maybe his numbers on paper were better thus far than, you know, pretty much every other race starter losing your, I know you don't like the A word yet with Shane McClanahan. That's a, different more decimating blow to the organization and the team the clubhouse and the fan base in general of your number one is down for the count where jeffrey springs we don't even really know what he is i mean is he a three is he a four we're still trying to determine and figure that out he's a fast yeah. riser for sure or was a fast riser but um yeah it's not like oh my gosh the the sky is falling the world is over i i would you know hindsight being 2020 and you know me being you know uh, ultimate baseball gm over here i'm saying hey can we uh let, let's rent a player let's rent joe ryan for uh the rest of the season see how that works out <laughs> although nelson cruz is like having a resurgence crazily enough i guess well, that's that's what i'm hearing anyway but yeah no i think um the rays will figure it out they seemingly always do and if if the offense continues to to perform like they have which again won't keep up. but if the offense is much better than we expected coming into the season um i think that should help matters as well i i guess the way to the to think about this is who is going to substitute springs's production and if that answer is a combination of tash bradley slash johnny torinos 
Are you losing a lot from Springs? I think you're losing some, but I don't think you're losing a lot. Plus, when you add up the offensive production that we're seeing right now, then it's even less, you know, because they can, the, the margin of error of Taj and Yanni can increase and you still will see some W's. So, I, I would I would go lower than you. I think my level of concern is a four. If Zach Eflin and, and, and Tyler Glasnow obviously come back when they said that they would, uh, when the team said that they would. So I would go with a four, which, you know, if we usually like to average out our takes and opinions and rankings, so then we would be at a five. We would be right down the middle of really concerned and not concerned at all. So I want to I wanna gauge other Rays fans, though. So drop it down in the comments on YouTube. Uh, how concerned are you? One, not at all. Or ten, the sky is falling and your name is Chicken Little. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good as well. So, um, yeah, so hopefully uh, Jeffrey Springs gets things in order. And, again, that's the risk you take when you're a pitcher. But he's got his money. He definitely has his money and he's got something to work towards as well, because there's a lot of incentives built into that. Um, so, yeah. you know, it's not like, Oh, okay. I can just, you know, basically retire I, and give up. I was going to ask you, like, why is it that it's so easy for us from a third party perspective, just want to shake Drew Rasmus and Shane McClanahan, the Tosh Bradley saying, dude, look yeah. at what happened here sign a damn contract and get your money while you can. And then as soon as I had that thought, the other thought came in, which was they wouldn't be where they are if they didn't trust in themselves. Yeah. You got to believe in yourself. You got to have that. They wouldn't be, they wouldn't be there if they weren't competitive souls that they probably compete about throwing paper at a trash can in the dugout, you know, like, right. I mean, they, they will compete about everything. So have, you know, knowing that it, it's a little bit like, Oh, maybe that's why they don't sign. But again, it's still the, the first one overrules everything else, man. I, I think anything can happen to you injury wise, and not even on the field, off the field, a car crash, dude, like you never yeah. know going up and down the stairs, ask Blake Snell about fracturing your, your toe in, in a, in a, bathtub accident you right know, like you never know yeah it's it's really remarkable or you just don't capitalize on the opportunity or the couple opportunities you get and you kind of wallow and and wash away into obscurity that's happened with many a pro baseball players where it's like oh this guy had a good season he was solid he could be around and then just you for whatever reason maybe you're not the best clubhouse fit or whatever you don't get that other chance or that opportunity. So, um, yeah, that'll be something to to watch out and monitor. And uh, not to go, you know, too uh, too crazy here, but I I think this. I love the rules changes that MLB has made, but I would really like them to add another one within the next uh, couple years. Um, anytime that a team brings on a position player to pitch. At mm -hmm. that moment, the game should end. At that very moment, the umpire should raise their arms. Okay, uh, we're done here. We're See done ya. here. Once done Luke Maley rolled out um, the mound, game over. You don't even – you're the home team. We don't care. You don't get an opportunity to bat. 
you have just totally given up on this game. Unless, of course, it's a legit two-way player. I understand that, you know, if you've got a Michael Lorenzen situation. But this How about is, this? you know, garbage time McGee over here. Uh, we got to end it. <laughs> How about this? Luke Maley comes out on Tuesday's game, and it's the race turn. Ask Kevin Cash. I think it would be on the onus of the of the receiving end of the position player pitching that manager has the option of saying, "I'm done. I'm not. I'm not letting my hitters hit against Luke Maley." So, so that would that would so Cash would have the power to say game over. Yes, I think correct. he would say game over every time. <laughs> hey, let let's let the boys get in a, a quick shower. Get to the hotel room 30 minutes early. Let's do it. Because even any from our pitching staff, no brainer. You 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 can't get the the Reds manager can't get upset. Like, come on, guys, you guys don't want to play. What look what are you look what you're doing? You're putting yeah. a position player to pitch. You obviously do not care about the game anymore. You obviously do not think that you're gonna come back from the game, or else you would not be doing this. So don't get upset at the other manager saying, no, we're done. So I think that would be a tremendous rule. Maybe not for the people that bought tickets and want to see more baseball. But and I, I don't think anybody that bought tickets for that game wanted to see more baseball. Like, again, at that point, when you're relegated to bringing out a position player, catcher, whatever it may be, not a legitimate pitcher, the game is over. Everybody else is checked out. Hey. You you know my take. I agree one hundred thousand percent with you. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate for the people that bought the thirty three dollar tickets and are enjoying themselves on a very nice evening in Cincinnati. By the way, talking about Cincinnati, folks, everydayers, you should know tomorrow we have a crossover with the Locked On Reds host Jeff mm -hmm. and Stephen, which should be really really fun because Jeff and Stephen. Definitely know their baseball, and they're really, really passionate. So you guys are going to be really in for a treat for this crossover. That's the unfortunate thing is Cincinnati, such a great baseball market. You've got knowledgeable fan base, people that are so passionate about baseball and passionate about their team. But, I mean, there's so much chicken left on the bone with the Reds over the years. I mean, I mean when I was growing up in that area and the games were on television, we've talked about this before. I could just, they're going to be 500, slightly under 500, 78 and 84, 80 and 82, mark it down. That's what they're going to be. They're going to have some fun players to watch. There's going to be some fun games, but you're not base. You're basically not going anywhere. You're Mr. You know, third in the NL central every year. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that'll be a fun crossover for sure. And uh, I really hope Rob Manfred uh, takes me up on my rules change suggestion. It's the, the equivalent of just running out the clock and in, in uh, football or basketball. Yeah, take the knee. Like, you know, we're done. Yeah, Let's wrap it we're up. Done, just yeah. like this episode. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe. And we will talk to you tomorrow.